You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Whether you've been at SN or here on Locked On Fantasy Football, you've heard my thoughts here on the picks in the 2021 NFL Draft. All 259, looking at the offensive skill players. We focused a lot on the first round, so you can check out that reaction and breakdown as well as my second, third round analysis and the fourth or seventh round analysis. Those are all up here on the Locked On Fantasy Football archives. And uh, you can also read Sporting News, uh, the fallout of this. And soon we'll have the rookie rankings up there as well. I'll be taking care of that. So we'll focus on those tomorrow for fantasy football. We're doing a little bit something different here, going in a different direction. We're going to look at the bet online odds for offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year. This is initially right after the draft picks have been made here, so intriguing to see where they are now, where they might go as we get closer to the season once we have a little bit more information and idea of how well these guys' talent are going to manifest here in the short term on their given team. So we'll dive right into that. We'll uh, look at uh, Oroy over our first couple segments, then uh, look a little at D-Roy there in our final segment of the show. This episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is brought to you by Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Lockdown's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering the fastest news and insight in every game, team moving around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. On this podcast, uh, Locked on Fantasy Football, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the back half, the dark horse offensive rookie of the year candidates based on the odds, who's on the board here on Bet Online, according to them. And then we'll build up to who the favorite is here among all those quarterbacks that were taken. It'll be interesting to see how that changes over the course of the year. But yeah, a lot of fun to watch here as these rookies potentially could step into big roles. All right, let us start with the last guy on the board. It's Trey Sermon at 50-1. to 1. We talked about Trey Sermon being a third-round pick of the 49ers behind Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. Not a lot of injury kind of reliability there, durability issues for both running backs. We saw that manifest last year, so something is a concern there. Can the 49ers keep either of those healthy backs? Or do they have to go to Kalman? They also use a six-round pick, as we mentioned, on Elijah Mitchell, who's kind of like a Matt Breida type. So Trey Sermon, more like that Tevin Coleman type. I think it's the guy that they want in their offense to be rather productive. They do like Raheem Mostert, but he's also a core special teams player. Jeff Wilson is a good swing backup to have. So Trey Sermon, we can't sleep on him having a big role here for the 49ers, and uh, that's why he pops up on the board. It's such a good running game. The baseline is high for anyone who's going to get key touches in that for Kyle Shanahan. So especially if you have Trey Lance in there, that could uh, change the dimensions of the running game, really make this a run-heavy, dynamic team that uh, puts up a lot of numbers. They're already very good at running the ball, but could be even more special if they have a quarterback who can uh, provide some of that juice as well. All right, the next guy on the board, 
he's not even going to be starting right now, but it's Kellen Mond, the Texas A&M quarterback who went to the Vikings in the third round, number 66 overall. So Kellen Mond, yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins, apparently they talked about uh, taking Justin Fields, trading up. They had a lot of ammunition there with the Vikings with their draft picks, but they manipulated the board pretty well, traded up and down, stockpiled a lot of picks. They had room to take Mond there in the third round. So, again, Kirk Cousins can be relieved of his contract with a trade with $35 million in cap relief for the Vikings. They're looking at that, but Mond, special deal threat again, gives you another element in that offense that you didn't have. So, the former Shanahan quarterbacks, Garoppolo and Cousins, uh, kind of feeling the new wave of the NFL where everyone's a dual threat, get that running ability to help your offense in a different way, and especially if you have a great running game like the Vikings do, like the 49ers. They got Dalvin Cook in there. So, Kelman, Dalvin Cook, that could be a very dynamic duo here starting as early as 2022. So, we're going to watch that. I think 50-1 to 1 is very interesting that he's on the board at all as a quarterback here. But I think, in general, all quarterbacks are going to make it because there's another surprise there on the back end that we thought there's no way he's going to be on there, but he is. So, Mond, again, if something happens to Kirk Cousins, injuries, uh, we've seen it with uh, the situation that developed with uh, Tony Romo and Dak Prescott, it can quickly change in a hurry here. So we're going to keep our mind on Kellen Mond, who is kind of a Dak Prescott-like situation they're developing in Dallas, except that Cousins is a little bit older. Uh, Tony Romo was older when that happened as well. It turned out to be very fortuitous for Dallas. Maybe it'll turn out the same for Minnesota. The next guy is uh, Terrace Marshall Jr., 40-1. to 1. I think this depends his chances. If he can get into a regular role ahead of Robbie Anderson, because he's not necessarily a slot guy. He's a big size speed dude. So Robbie Anderson, a free agent after 2021. So, again, that's a little bit odd to see him there. But if they can work these three guys in, but he's a third option at best between, behind Anderson and Moore, you also have a pretty good... Uh, tight end that you can look at there uh, in Dan Arnold, Tommy Tremble, and then Chris McCaffrey catching a lot of passes out of the backfield. You can't forget about that factor. So, yeah, Marshall not interested as I am would be Sermon this year. And Mond, if he's not starting, he's completely off the board. Our next 40-1 to guy, along with Marshall, is Rondell Moore of the Cardinals. I don't see this one either. Too many mouths to feed there, as we mentioned, with A.J. Green also in the mix. So even if uh, Larry Fitzgerald retires, you have Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella, similar players to Rondell Moore. And you got DeAndre Hopkins dominating targets there as well for the Cardinals. So a little change-up going away from maybe the tight end usage, but still a good running team. They didn't uh, get a running back there to put with Chase Edmonds, so it opens things up in the offense there uh, for the Cardinals. But I just can't see Rondell Moore having a big role with all those other receivers and options there, including Kyler Murray and his running ability on top of uh, being able to spread the ball around. The next guy is Rashad Bateman. He's at 40-1 to as well. So, yeah, I like him. He's first-round pick for the Ravens. He's going to have to get some touchdowns, be more established as a number one, while Hollywood Brown maybe diminishes to that deep threat on the outside to complement him. But Bateman, not in a high-volume passing game. That kind of hurts his chances here. So, yeah, he's a long shot with these other receivers. But I think he has a decent shot at least because I think he'll be in the starting lineup in a big role and maybe potentially at least a top-three target with Brown and the tight end Mark Andrews. The next guy at 40 to 1 is Kyle Trask here. So it is a, a look at uh, what Trask can do here, but we know that he's going to be behind Tom Brady. So something's going to happen, have to happen to Tom Brady. Tom Brady's not going to be that up. The Bucks are not replacing him. They have him on a deal for two more years. So 
Yeah, Trask does have the keys to pretty nice offense here. You look at it, if a Matt Castle-type situation emerges here like it did in 2008 with Tom Brady where he goes down with injury, Trask is going to inherit some excellent weapons there. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, uh, Tyler Johnson. It goes on and on there that guys that are going to help him produce, and that's not even getting to the tight ends who are the ultimate security blanket for a rookie quarterback there, Gronk and the others. So a lot of stuff to look at there with uh, this team. The next guy on the list is uh, Kyle Trask's former Florida teammate. He's a wide receiver that mainly played the slop there, playing off Kyle Pitts, the tight end. That's Kadarius Tony. He ended up with the Giants. Uh, yeah, I don't see this one working out either at 40-1. to 1. I think Bateman should be a little bit higher there if you're going to keep things all things equal for these guys. But Kadarius Tony stepping in a situation where you have Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph, Saquon Barkley out of the backfield. There's not enough balls to go around there for Tony. So interesting pick. We'll see. We have to see what they do with Shepard or Slayton. If one of those guys gets demoted, we know Galladay is not. So to think Tony has to be a top three target, and that seems very difficult to do here with Daniel Jones and the Giants. The next guy is we bump up from 40. So we had five guys at 40 to 1. This guy is at 28 to 1. That would be Javante Williams, the running back for Denver. This one depends really if he can displace Melvin Gordon as the lead back and Gordon as the change of pace. The receiving back, Javante Williams, a strong power back, not necessarily a great asset in the passing game right now, can develop into that role. So touchdowns are going to be important for Javante Williams. The rushing yards purely are going to be important for him. So he needs to get 10 touchdowns, 10, I guess, 1,000 to 1,200 yards rushing to really feel good about Javante Williams being in the conversation to win Rookie of the Year. But again, for now, Melvin Gordon is still there. You have Royce Freeman. I bet that's not going to work out well for him. So again, uh, we want to see how this backfield plays out without Philip Lindsay as they transition again, adding the rookie Williams from North Carolina. But yeah, he's a guy to watch, definitely 28-1 to jump up a little bit uh, with the, the situation with Melvin Gordon. All right, then we jump up to Travis Etienne at 20-1. to 1. I don't like this at all because you have Carlos Hyde in there as well as James Robinson. Robinson was special last year as a runner and receiver. You bring in Etienne, it's a rookie situation with the rebuilding defense, so not a lot of touches in the running game necessarily to build some yards. And then distributing a lot in the passing game. You a lot of weapons here. DJ Chark, LaVisca Cheneau, and uh, now Marvin Jones Jr. You got a little bit different tight end situation. You got Robinson and Hyde who are not zeros in catching passes either. So, yeah, I don't like 20-1 to 1 at all with Etienne. Much prefer the 28-1 to 1 with Javonta Williams here in 2021 as a Offensive Rookie of the Year candidate. The next uh, guy we'll talk about in terms of a so-called long shot in this race is Devonta Smith. He's 18-1. to 1. Devonta Smith's going to have to have a Justin Jefferson-like season. It's potential there with uh, Jalen Hurts because you have Jalen Rieger on the other side. They have a good chemistry from Alabama, Smith, and Hurts. You also have uh, Zach Ertz, however, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders out of the backfield. So there's some uh, competition for touches here in Nick Sariani's offense uh, right away. So rookie head coach, rookie wide receiver, we'll see if it can be special. If Devontae had ended up in a little bit better situation, I think his odds would have been better. But Eagles, hard team to read here offensively. A lot of transition here. Sirianni in, Hurts starting full-time. What do they do with the tight ends? How much do they trust the receivers here? You still have Greg Ward, Travis Fulgham, some of these other guys as well on top of Rieger. So 
It's a little bit to figure it out as we go uh, process here for the Eagles in 2021. So Devonta Smith, uh, if he was, in, again, slightly different situation, I might have more appeal for him, but not there in that spot. All right, so we'll go through uh, the higher odd guys, the better chances to win here, all the way through number one in our next segment. But I do have to remind you that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. There's a lot of sports action here on the go. We have these odds here that you can bet on here for NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, you have MVP as well. And the Triple Crown is back in full swing as well with uh, the Kentucky Derby just passed here. So you got to get in now into Bet Online, get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign-up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Is this your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs? Head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is enter the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is also brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive diamonds working today. Rings sure to bring joy into our life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters of each produce a uniquely beautiful ring. Ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into your life. They're available now only through Mother's Day at BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, fairly priced, so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. It, it's uh, pretty special, all these rings. Just take the one from uh, Platt Boutique. It's so simple and clean, but the vintage details are just incredible. It's a perfect little ring that's so timeless and would make the perfect gift. So go find your favorites there at BlueNile.com. If you're on the hunt for the perfect unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. All right, let us uh, continue here with the show and look at uh, now... Uh, Guys with a real legitimate chance to win, I think. Those other guys are nice long shot bets. Of those, I would uh, maybe look at Javonta Williams most, then Bateman, and then Trey Sermon. Now we get into the 14 to 1 guys here, according to betonline.ag. That would be Najee Harris. This is a very good bet here. He's a running back on the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's going to be a lead back. He's going to be a three down back. He's going to see a lot of touches there. We've seen it with Le'Veon Bell. We've seen it with D'Angelo Williams. We've seen it with James Conner. They like one back to load it up. So Najee Harris, yeah, very appealing at the 14-1. to I think this is rather low here, given what team he's on, given that they're going to feed him the rock, given how talented he is, power between the tackles so he can score touchdowns, but it can also catch passes and be effective on third downs as well, check downs from Ben Roethlisberger. So, yeah, this is, I think, the best value on the board by far is Najee Harris at 14-1. to I love it. It's good. Again, running backs don't get a lot of love as much as they should in rookie of the year battles. They're going to default to the quarterback. Even last year, Justin Herbert won over Justin Jefferson in many circles. Sporting News had Jefferson over Herbert. So that's always tough to get the skilled position player to win over a quarterback who's decent as a rookie. But I think Harris could be very good as a rookie and force the hand where he has to be the guy. And it's also a marquee franchise in the Pittsburgh Steelers. So all those things add up here for him being a strong bet here at 14-1 to 1 for 
NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, according to Bet Online. Now, the next guy at 14 to 1 is his Alabama former teammate there, Jalen Waddell. He's got to deal with some. We talked a lot about Devontae Parker but and Mike Gusecki, but you also have Will Fuller, a little bit of a flyer there, coming off suspension. He's not a reliable guy with injuries there. So a big playmaker. So, And if Fuller's around, then you have uh, Parker and Gusecki and uh, Miles Gaskin out of the backfield. They use uh, other tight ends here. It's going to be tough for uh, Jam- for uh, Jalen Waddle to produce those big numbers here that we expect. But, again, he has the potential. I mean, he's a little tired kill. Has some Justin Jefferson in his game as well. So we're going to watch Jalen Waddle for sure. But Najee Harris, much better bet there at 14-1. to The next guy as we move into the 11-1 to favorite here is uh, Kyle Pitts, the tight end for the Falcons. A lot of this is going to be dependent on how much he can be involved in that offense. Like we said for a baseline, 707 TDs. Certainly that could be a good potential here, but he also has to contend with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley in their production here. So Kyle Pitts, 11-1, I mean, it's a tight end. It doesn't usually happen, so that's the other thing. It's usually a quarterback, and then you look at running back and wide receiver. Tight ends rarely are in this conversation for rookies of the year. They usually take a year to kind of settle in all the way. So Kyle Pitts at 11-1, I'm going to pass on that one. Jamar Chase, we get more interesting again. The LSU wide receiver going there to the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I think he can be their number one. He can line up inside or outside, helps uh, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. He's playing with a very good quarterback that he knows very well in, in Joe Burrow. So, yeah, Chase way over Waddle. I think you look at 10-1 to 1 for him, 14-1 to 1 for Waddle. I much prefer the Chase uh, situation here for the uh, Bengals versus uh, what Waddle's inherited with the Dolphins. I know they have equal, almost uh, the mouths of feed are pretty similar here with the uh, young quarterbacks in year two, but again, I trust Burrow a little bit more. I trust the Bengals passing game a little bit more with those other weapons, and uh, he's going to get it done with Chase. So yeah, 10 to 1, Chase is intriguing here after Najee Harris at 14 to 1. Now we get into the quarterbacks, all quarterbacks to close up the big five first rounders. 7 to 1 for Zach Wilson and Mac Jones. Mac Jones certainly going to the Patriots, that helps. Uh, Zach Wilson going to a rebuilding team of the Jets, so I think the Patriots are rebuilding more than you think as well. So Wilson does have some pretty good weapons. Corey Davis, he's got Denzel Mims, Elijah Moore, the rookie. you got some potential here. Uh, Michael Carter's an explosive running back as well, rookie. But a lot of rookie, a lot of newness, a lot of transition there for the Jets as a team. Wilson is going through that, so it's double transition period. So not too interested in Wilson there. Mac Jones is a little bit intriguing. They did add a tight end here with Hunter Henry and Jonah Smith. Have decent receiving core, but yeah, I don't see Mac Jones even necessarily being a lock to start over Cam Newton. So Zach Wilson seven to one, Mac Jones at seven to one. I'm avoiding those two here. Now we get into the three favorites. Trey Lance is at eleven to two. We told you about the running baseline, how exciting that is. If he's starting for the 49ers, I think he's gonna be the favorite. That's how good he can be. That's how good this offense is around him. Elite left tackle, Trent Williams, George Kill, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, great running game. Lance can run as well. You know, the running baseline always helps a quarterback. We've seen it with Kyler Murray there as a rookie, really produce and put up some numbers that are pleasing to fantasy football. Herbert did it a lot with his arm last year, but also a little bit of running and athleticism. So Trey Lance, if he steps to that 49er situation, very juicy, and I think he automatically becomes the favorite. But 11-2 already, not knowing if he's going to start, and that's uh, something saying something there. The next guy is uh, Justin Fields, also at 11-2. Again, I think he's going to start for the Bears over Andy Dalton here, for sure. Again, the running ability is there. Very good supporting cast. The offensive line is underrated. Now they have Tavon Jenkins 
there at right tackle. Probably going to start there. You have David Montgomery out of the backfield. Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, and now a rookie there that could start. You see a key role in Daz Newsom. You also have Anthony Miller if he can do a little bit more here. Riley Ridley, some other receivers there. Jimmy Graham still around as well as a big target in the red zone. So a lot of potential for Fields to run in some touchdowns, throw some touchdowns. He's got a clear-cut go-to guy in Robinson. He's got a good pass-catching back in Montgomery as well as uh, Terry Cohen here. So, yeah, Fields and Lance, we're going to be most interested about these two guys. Remember, the Bears were a playoff team. The 49ers are a playoff team if all their guys come back healthy. They were just in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. But two pretty dynamic offenses that really struggled last year because they didn't have that quarterback. I mean, for different reasons. The Bears went through uh, Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles, and they were about to go to Andy Dalton. But Fields gives them a whole different level of quarterback. With the 49ers, they had the C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullins mix with the Garoppolo hurt for much of the year. So that dragged down all their offensive skill players as well as as well as some injuries to those players. So, again, Lance and Fields certainly leaders here, and I think they should really be the favorites. We just need to know if they start, and I think that's why they're not right now. Over Trevor Lawrence, who's 13-4, to not a surprise that he's the favorite here. He's the number one overall pick there. So, special season, but what was it with Joe Burrow? He was the number one overall pick, but he battled some injuries, so he was not around, and you had Justin Herbert and Justin Jefferson steal the show. So, certainly, I would say the field is a better bet than Trevor Lawrence. I don't know if the Jaguars are going to win enough. Lawrence is going to have to have a pretty special season right away and a rebuilding team with a lot of different offensive pieces. So, yeah, a lot of fun looking at the offensive rookie of the year odds, but... Again, right now, if Fields and Lance start, I think they would be the co-favorites here, as their odds would suggest. Then I like Chase and Harris. Chase at 10-1, Harris at 14-1. My long shot favorites are Javante Williams, 28-1, and Rashad Bateman at 40-1, as well as Trey Sermon, 50-1. All right, so we looked at O'Roy. We're going to take a quick look at D-Roy and those odds on Bet Online in our final segment, but... I have to remind you, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why do are often pointless for seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the cameraman orders the parts on his computer? Choosing the brand his warehouse happens to carry, you have computers with access to rocker.com at home and in your pocket. Rocker.com, you'll find a catalog that's unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the prices, brand specifications that you prefer. They have everything from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether you're a classic driver or a daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices, as I mentioned, rockout.com are always reliably low, the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockout.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box and they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. Find them at rockauto.com. We'll be right back here to uh, take a rundown of the defensive rookie of the year odds according to Ben Online for 2021. All right, let us close the show here, folks. Uh, looking at uh, defensive rookie of the year briefly, we won't spend as much time because it doesn't have as much fantasy football relevance. But for betting purposes, yeah, we'll look at it. Let's run down the long shots here. Joseph Osai here, uh, pass rusher for the Bengals, 50-1. to 1. Too many people there, including Trey Hendrickson, not going there. Ronnie Perkins, 40-1, to 1, pass rusher for the Patriots. Too many people there. Jabril Cox at linebacker for the Cowboys, 40-1. to 1. Can't see that. Christian Barmore is going to have to do a lot of damage on the inside for the Patriots to win at 40-1 to 1 at defensive tackle. Baron Browning with the Broncos, uh, 
say that really fast. He's 40 to 1, more of a situational player there for Vic Fangio making some plays. Like Nick Kiewitkowski type is a good comparison there from what he had with the Bears. Asante Samuel can see sub packages outside. He's going to have to make a lot of plays on the ball. 40 to 1 as the Chargers defensive back. At 33 to 1, 33 to 1, we have Nick Bolton, linebacker for the Chiefs. Tough position to win there because uh, it's not in the secondary flashing or edge rusher. Edge rusher for the Buccaneers, their third guy behind uh, Jason Pierre-Paul and uh, Shaquille Barrett is Joe Tryon. He's at 33 to 1. You have then Eric Stokes. Uh, he's the corner that went to Green Bay, but playing opposite Jerry Alexander, he can make some big plays, but. Again, Alexander is a much better bet to dominate that defense on the back end. So Stokes 28 to 1 there. Trayvon Morig Woodward to the Raiders. Uh, that's not bad. He could rack up a lot of tackles and plays here as they maybe demote John Hanabram, make Morig Woodward the kind of the centerpiece of that defense, but still don't love it. It is the Raiders, and they might not have a lot of relevance there. Peyton Turner is one to watch. This is the first one that kind of intrigues me. He's playing opposite Cam Jordan. We know what Trey Hendrickson did there, racking up the sacks. Opposite Jordan, so double digits. Potential there for Turner lining up in that uh, defense for Dennis Allen. So he's the first one that I'm really perking up there, 25-1. to 1. Greg Newsom, too. I don't see it either. Cornerback, they have some depth there. Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, some guys there for the Browns. So I like Newsom. I think he's going to start eventually with Ward, make a very good duo for many years to come, much like they had uh, Hanford Dixon and Frank Minifield back in the day. But that's not going to translate into Rookie of the Year winnings for Newsom. At 20-1, to 1, you have Caleb Farley, the, the defensive back uh, from Virginia Tech. He's going to have to bell injuries. He's going to get on the field right away for the Titans. He's a possibility. He can make a lot of plays, has some shutdown potential. They need a true number one corner there. So we're going to watch Farley and Turner there in the 20s. Aziz Ojolari going to the Giants. He's going to have to make a lot of big plays and get to the quarterback a lot. So 20-21, 20 to 1, it's hard to, to go for a linebacker in that state. Watch out for Gregory Russo. He has a good chance to start opposite uh, Jerry Hughes in Buffalo in that 4-3. So, yeah, I think he could rack up sacks. Highly productive player for Miami, Florida. Opted out last year. So, again, well-rested. He fits that defense really well, so watch out for him. Also, watch out for Jason Owe, now known as Odafa Owe, his real name here. Uh, with the Ravens, they've been gutted in the edge pass rush. So, a lot of sacks available there to put up there as a kind of centerpiece of what they want to do defensively on the second level. So Odafa Owe of uh, Penn State to the Ravens, someone to watch there. But I do prefer Russo at 18-1 to and Turner at 25-1 to here so far. The next guy is uh, Jamin Davis, linebacker slash safety for the Washington football team. I think he can rack up a lot of tackles here, make some big plays. It's going to be dependent on going to get the interceptions and uh, really stuff the stat sheet here for his chances. But... Jamin Davis here is uh, what we're looking at there. The next guy on the board is uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. He went to the Browns, so again, 12-1, to but a lot of playmakers there in that defense. We mentioned another guy that they added in Newsom. They have Greg or Denzel Ward here. You got uh, Miles Garrett, who's always a candidate to be Defensive Player of the Year. Just a lot, too many people there for the Browns making plays, and it's, again, hard at linebacker. So, Osu Carmoa, Davis, Ojolari, Bolton, they're going through all the same things because it's just a tough position to win at. Speaking of that, Zavon Collins, 
there to the Cardinals. They already have Isaiah Simmons, last year's linebacker, in the first round. So, yeah, I'm not buying that at 10-1. to 1. Patrick Sertan, too, I'm going to look at for sure. But, again, this Broncos team signed Kyle Fuller and Ronald Darby. So, is Sertan going to start? Is he going to get enough reps here? Is he going to make enough plays? He's more of a shutdown type. So, 10-1, to 1, not buying that. J.C. Horn of the Panthers certainly is intriguing. Opposite Dante Jackson. Pretty good pass rush with Brian Burns there. Jeremy Chin helping make some plays in the secondary. So, J.C. Horn, he's going to have to get the interceptions. That's what's going to come down to Horn, Sertain, Newsom, many of these guys. Farley getting on the field and making enough plays on the ball. And that's really hard to ask for as a rookie, especially when there's some depth. At least Horn has a direct path to starting, while Sertain might have to uh, hope that they bounce Kyle Fuller inside and he can start next to Darby. So, we're going to watch both these guys, but I think Horn is a slightly situation to produce enough to get some rookie of the year attention. And really, the Panthers and Broncos have to do some winning as well. Interesting guy, number three, is Quiddy Pay for the Colts. I mean, they did lose Justin Houston. They do have a void in the pass rush here. Very freakish player. Could explode here right away in the Jason Pierre-Paul mold, whether playing defense tackle or defensive end here for the Colts. Matt Eberflus has a pretty good system. So Quiddy Pay is surprising at 15-2, but I can see the intrigue there. I'm really interested in Jalen Phillips as well. It's 7-1. to one. Now you really uh, see the odds start to drop here. Went to the Dolphins. I thought he was the best pure pass rusher in the draft. So it could be a good battle between Phillips and Russo, the two former uh, Miami Hurricanes here for the battle. Because, again, I think uh, Russo going to be productive right away for the Bills and a good starting spot away as well. And then you look at Phillips here stepping in with the Dolphins, Brian Flores, maybe Chandler Jones potential in him. Maybe you'll see those double-digit sacks. So, Really, the interceptions have to be racked up by corners. The double-digit sacks are your best ticket to win uh, defensive uh, rookie of the year. So that's why I look at Peyton Turner. I look at Russo, Owe, and now Jalen Phillips with the highest odds among all those press rushers, 7-1. And Quiddy Pay, we'll have to see. If he plays a little bit more defensive tackle there for the Colts, uh, it's going to hurt his chances a little bit. And finally, the number one is Micah Parsons. We've talked about stuffing the stat sheet. Well, Parsons can do that. That's why linebacker's hard because... Usu Kamara and Ojulari and some of these other guys are going to have to battle what Parsons does immediately for the Cowboys. So something we're definitely going to watch there. In Dallas, what is Parsons' role? You also have uh, Jalen Smith and uh, Leighton Vanderash. Vanderash can't stay healthy. Smith has had a history of durability issues. Smith wasn't all that good last year. Vanderash might not have availability. How much can uh, Parsons really produce with Smith and Vanderash also making some plays there on the second level for Dallas? So a lot to be said there. So right now, if I'm looking and uh, cherry-picking the bets, so going from the highest odds to the lowest odds there, I start with Peyton Turner at 25-1. to 1. Then I go to Gregory Russo at 18-1. to 1. Odafa Owe at 16-1. to 1. Then I drop down to uh, J.C. Horner, Patrick Sertan. We'll see. Sertan starts. I do like him a lot more than Horn at 10-1. to 1. And then uh, closing up, uh, Jalen Phillips 7-1. to 1. And Michael Parsons 4-1. to 1 there for you. And these are according to uh, betonline.ag post-draft offensive and defensive rookie of the odds in 2021. All right, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Fantasy Football. As a reminder, uh, make sure you check out uh, Locked On Today. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been another edition of LOFF. Thanks so much for listening. This has been your host, Vinny Iyer. Have a great day and see you tomorrow as we examine the 
rankings, their initial rookie rankings for 2021. 